0: So let's open our Bibles. First John chapter one. 1 John chapter one. Last time we we talked about uh, you know John the eyewitness, and uh, that he had to he had to share this this truth that he had this truth about this man Jesus that he had spent all this time with. Really, not just the man, but the the. God the Son, who had spent three years with, and, and let other people know, and, and he tells us why. He says, "He says I've done this so that you can have fellowship, you can have this koinonia, you can have this sharing, this communion, and and that we could have this communion with heaven and the blessings from heaven, fellowship with God, with the Father and with the Son. And so he wanted the people to have that, and and." Uh, you know, it's interesting cuz he starts out there in verse 4, he says or excuse me, verse 3, he says uh that you also may have fellowship with us. Meaning us human beings and we would have fellowship, but but he said this particular fellowship, it's more than just fellowship amongst us. It it's with the Father and with the Son. That's really where it where it all is and 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 We we see and we talk about this that that this is really the purpose that we were created so that we could have this fellowship with God. That's not to downplay fellowship with one another, because that's really important too. It really is. It's important that we get to know one another, it's important that we that we share our lives with one another. It's koinonia that we have communion with one another. But if it stops there, and I said this last time, if it's just a social club, this social connection, we're, we're missing out. Because it's much deeper than that. How deep is it? He says it's with the Father. It's with His Son, Jesus Christ. What I want to talk about today is that, that our focus needs to be on heaven and on God and on who God is, you see, because if our fellowship is with Him, we need to know who it is that we have fellowship with. What do we really know about Him, this one that we have, as John says, communion with? What do we, what do, what do, what do we really know about this God? What do we know about Jesus? We've been studying, you know, through, through the whole Gospel of John about Jesus and everything, but it, it, you know, it's so much, it's so huge, it's so big, and so. Uh, what, I, what I want to talk about today is theology. Theology 101, I've called the message. And there's a second part of that title here in a minute, you'll see. But can anybody tell me what the word theology means? The study of God, study of God right. And, and, you know, we say, well, you know, we don't want to get into theology. We don't want to talk about theology. Well, why not? Because it's studying about who God is, who we are supposed to be having fellowship with. So we should know something about this God that we have fellowship with, right? That's what John goes on to talk about here in, in the verse. We're only going to look at one verse today, but, but um, it's, it's so important. Let's look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. He says this, John says this, This is the message that we have heard from him, from who? From Jesus, and we declare it to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. This is the message. We heard it from Jesus. It's authoritative, and, and this is the message. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. This is relating to the nature of God. He's just got through telling us our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. Then he goes on to say this. This is the message we're talking about, that God is light. Matthew Henry said, you know, this is relating to the nature of God whom we are to serve and with whom we should covet this communion that we're talking about. So one of the things you study about in Bible school and and really kind of... uh, We study it as we go through the scriptures. Really, what what they call the attributes of God? How many of you heard that term before? The attributes of God. What is God like? Who is He? What is you know what is His character? What is His nature? And 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 it really is it's it's like a massive study. We could do it for for a year. So, but one of the I just made a short list for you here that I'll put on the screen. This is a short list, right? God is eternal. God is infinite. God is sovereign. God is creator of all. The, The heavens declare the glory of God, as Jim talked about. God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, all powerful, all present, all knowing. God is just. God is true. God is faithful. God is good. God is kind. God is love. God is holy. God is light. Again, this is just the short list. This is is one, the God that you and I have faithful with, have have fellowship with, the, the God who is all these things and more. If He's infinite, just His character is infinite. The truth of the matter is, we like to talk about who? (laughs) We like to talk about us. We like to focus on us. But you know, that's pretty limited, isn't it? It's pretty limiting too. If if that's all we want to talk about is us and think about us, you know, what can God do for me? We've kind, of, we've kind of missed the, the whole point. The point is God himself. So today in this verse, we're just going to look at one of those, which is the last one that I put on the list there, that God is light. And, and so let's just think about that. And that's what I want to focus in on today. What does that mean, God is light? What is that all about? Well, well to sum it up, it, it means purity. It means perfection. It means holiness. God is that. God is pure. God is perfect. God is holy. He is utterly holy. And in Him there is no darkness at all. Whatsoever. None. Zero. The NIV study Bible says that light represents what is good and true and holy, while darkness represents what is evil and false. Warren Rearsby points out this, that that light produces life. Without, without light, life we, we can't have life here. And growth and beauty, but sin is darkness, and darkness and light cannot exist in the same place. You see, in Him there's no darkness whatsoever, you see. And so when, when you think about heaven, what heaven is like, And the glory of God is there. There is no darkness whatsoever at all. So, you see, if sin is darkness and you and I are sinners, how could we possibly go to heaven? You see, if you and I went to heaven and and we somehow transported ourselves there in our sinful condition, guess what would happen? You'd be, you'd be destroyed immediately. You see, you and I, we can't go there because of our sin. Our sin separates us from God. And, and so, to even understand the gospel, we need to understand what God who God is. God is light. In Him, there's no darkness whatsoever, none at all. So, you and I, we couldn't possibly go there at all, period. God is light, God is holy. We sang about it today that God is holy. They're going to be singing that in heaven. I found this quote, I liked it, in gotquestions.org, good website for a very solid uh, answering any kind of question you have. They said, perhaps the most important characteristic of God is the moral attribute of His holiness. Isaiah 6, 3 and Revelation 4 describe the triple force of God's holiness where it says, holy, 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 three times. Is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Only when a person glimpses the holiness of God in comparison to human sinfulness is there any hope for true repentance. It's the only hope that you and I have. The holiness of God. say, well, we don't really want to talk about that. Why not? Why do we not want to talk about these important, important things about this God who, you know, we serve and we have fellowship with? Proverbs says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. We need to know about who He is. We need to know His character. We need to know what it is that He's done for us. You see, the the more we understand the holiness of God. The the more we understand what Jesus has done for us, because if it, it was just like you know I was kind of like a kind of a jerk and Jesus came and died on the cross and so I wouldn't be a jerk anymore and then I could go to heaven. That that is not that doesn't even. You, you see what I'm saying. But if we understand how holy and truly holy and righteous and pure that, that our God is, is, is that Jesus came because He wanted us to have this fellowship with God, and He died for our sin and paid the price for it so that we could go to heaven and, and have fellowship with God. It makes it bigger and bigger. You know, when you read in the Old Testament, you say, well, I don't read the Old Testament. No, I can't read it. I don't understand it. Well, we'll try the Old Testament is, is incredible. But some of the things that you find there, the burning bush, right? What did God say to Moses? Exodus chapter 3 he says, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Why was it holy ground? Because God was there. You see, the purity, the, the holiness, and, and he couldn't, like, get that close. Mount Sinai, right, where Moses went up to get the, the, the commandments from God, it says, that, it says, be ready on the third day, Exodus 19. The Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Put limits for the people around the, around the mountain. Tell them, be careful that you don't go up or even touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. Why? Because of the holiness of God. When you think about the tabernacle or uh, also the temple, right, the, it, was, it was divided into two, right? You had the first section was called what? Anybody know? The holy place. The holy place. It was called the holy place. But you would go beyond the curtain and you would find what? The most holy place. Some call it the holy of holies. Why? Because the holiness of God, it says that the, the presence was, uh, of God was there. The Holy of Holies, it says in Leviticus chapter 16, the Lord said to Moses, tell your brother Aaron, who, would, who is going to be the, the high priest, not to come whenever he chooses into the most holy place. You can't just waltz in there whenever you feel like it. Behind the curtain, in front of the atonement cover on the ark, or else he will die because I appear in the cloud over the atonement cover. And so he goes on to instruct them that they had to have uh, a sacrifice for sin, and and Aaron the high priest could not go in without the sacrifice, the blood that that had to be shed. Uh, the book of Leviticus. Leviticus. In chapter 17 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. And you say, so all that stuff about all the sacrifices and the blood and all that stuff, what does that have to do with anything? It has a lot to do with everything. You see, because Jesus shed his blood. Why? So that you and I could be forgiven, so that we could enter in. You, you read in the gospel, it says that you know, when Jesus died, you know, the, 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 the curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. Sin had to be paid for, you see. Why? Because of the very holiness of God. He had to have a sacrifice for himself. Aaron did he had to have a sacrifice also for all the people it says because of the sinfulness or the uncleanness and the rebellion of the of the Israelites whatever their sins had been that's what we're talking about here isn't it the holiness of God and and that you and I would have fellowship with god go back to the book of genesis though in the very beginning it says you know the first couple of verses right it says darkness was upon the face of the water darkness there was all this darkness and and god said what he said let there be light and he separated the light from the darkness and 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 he, and, and he, there's been this imagery this picture of the fact that that there is a lot of darkness but but there's also light and god wanted to bring light and now here in this verse and first john it says god is the light god is light we sing it today we sang this song today what the lord is what my light and my salvation of whom shall i be afraid the lord is my light i don't know about you but this is a very dark world in, in Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the spiritual warfare. He says the, the, the rulers of the darkness of this world. Where does the light come from? What, you know, where's the light that you and I need in our lives? David said it, the Lord is my light. It, it has to be, as Jim said, it has to be a very personal thing. Yeah, there's, you know, the sun comes up every day, the moon comes out at night and the stars and everything, but, but having the Lord as your light is very personal. It's a very real. And that's what John's talking about here. Do you have that fellowship? Pastor Chuck said, what is your fellowship with God like? Is it just as casual thing or is it close? Isaiah talks about it. Arise, shine for your light is come, and the the glory of the Lord rises upon you. He said, see, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and His glory appears over you. Isaiah chapter 60 says, the Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of sorrow will end. I like that part. He kind of puts that on the end there. When we're focused on the the darkness of this world? We're focused on the darkness in ourselves? No wonder we're so depressed. No wonder we're so full of, you know, searching for all the answers. Where does, where does that darkness lift? How, does it, how do we get rid of the darkness? We, we get the light. We, we focus on the light. God is the light. He is my light. The, this uh, scripture, I, I, I had to put this one up because it's so cool. Micah chapter 7, he says, But as for me, I watch and hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. But he says this, Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Even when we blow it, even when we fall, and we're going to see that in the the following verses that we do. But Jesus Christ is our light and, and, and He has forgiven us of all of our sins. Which brings me to Jesus, of course, we always kind of kind of need to get there. Why? He's the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through Him. And so He is the, the one that makes it all possible by dying on that cross for our sins. In John chapter 1, in Him was life and that life was the light of men. It was the light for you and I, John three nineteen. Light has come into the world. But, he goes on to say, men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. The world around us, you know, don't expect they're all wanting to hear about the light because they, they love the darkness. You and I loved it as well at one point in time. But when Jesus Christ comes into our lives and, 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 and expels the darkness, things change. We, we see things completely different. See, light, light, you know, not only is it holiness and purity, but it also, sh- it also allows us to see. What did Jesus say? We sang about that, too, this morning. Anybody know? What did he say? I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You know, you, you want to get away from darkness, will follow Jesus. That's the only way. It's the only way. Not casually, but this close fellowship, this close relationship, communion with heaven, with Jesus, and with the Father. It was kind of an interesting experience uh, Peter, James, and John, you know, they went with, with Jesus up onto a mountain, right? You know the story. But, but it talks about it in the Gospels. In, in Matthew chapter 17, it says they were there, and it says that he was transfigured before them. And, and it says that his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. So Jesus, for, for just those you know, a few moments, that, that short period of time, they actually could see the glory, the light of who Jesus was. They got a little bit nervous, you know, and they started saying some silly things and whatever, But but they saw him for who he was. It says in the book of Revelation that that in his right hand, speaking about Jesus, he held seven stars, and, and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword, the word of God. But it says this about him, his face was like the, sh- the sun shining in all of its brilliance. This is Jesus who we're talking about here. He's not just my buddy, my friend. He is God, the Son and his, and his glory is shining out. And in heaven, when we get there, we're going to see this. It's gonna be absolutely incredible. In fact, it says about heaven that you know they don't need we won't need the sun anymore. We won't need the moon, we won't need any stars. Why? Because it says the glory of God gives it light. And the Lamb is its lamp. Jesus, the shining glory, the Shekinah glory that comes out of him. Why does it it say that hell? It talks about hell. It talks about fire there, but it's not the kind of fire that that makes things you know, visible. It's a, a burning fire. But, but Jesus, it talks about hell as being a place of outer darkness. Outer darkness. You see why I like talking about the theology and, and who God is? Because, because this is really what it's all about. This is what will lift us out of the darkness of, of our daily lives. Jesus came to cleanse us from our sin and he, and he opened up the way for us to have this fellowship. And, and let me tell you, it is miraculous. It's not just a simple little thing. It is miraculous. And, and if you and I don't understand everything that He's done for us, we've got to understand it. We've got to appreciate it. One more scripture. Paul, in Acts chapter 26, it says that he was sent to the people to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. That's what Paul had a heart for. This is what the apostle John had a heart for, The people, that we, that we would turn from darkness to light. And it, and, and it changes us. It changes us. I don't know if this makes any sense, but maybe, maybe we'll get a suntan, S-O-N, because, because it changes us. Isn't that what happened to Moses when he went up on that mountain? It says that, you know, the glory shined on him. He came down, he had to cover his face because of the people, they couldn't take it. That's what fellowship with God will do for us. And people will look at us There's say, something different about you. It's a little bit weird because I don't understand it. But it's the light of God. It's God in our lives. God is light. He's pure. He's perfection. He's holiness. In him him there's no darkness at all. But this is the fellowship that John is talking about for you and I to have. Do we need to study theology? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely not in a dry kind of, you know, textbook kind of fashion, but in a living, breathing, loving relationship with God, as David Guzik said it. That's how we study theology, because we look at God himself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious heavenly Father, we are humbled and we should be when we consider who you are. When we consider the glory of who you are and, and all your attributes, your character, your, your very person, who you are, and, and the fact that you are completely pure and holy. And, and there was no way for us to have fellowship with you because of our sin. But you sent your son, Jesus, Jesus, to pay the price for that sin so that the curtain could be torn, so that, so that we could have that fellowship with you. I just want to let that sink in for a second. We, we need to know what we have. Lord, I believe you also want to continue to shine that light into our lives, into our hearts. Maybe there's some dark areas that you want to shine into and you want to deal with it, and that's okay, because we know it's pure. Forgive us for only thinking about ourselves. It's, we're so self-centered. We might focus on you, Jesus, on you, Father and the glory of who you are. Father, I pray too for any maybe that that have never, never, never responded in a personal way like we heard to, to say, I, I I will follow you. I, I will allow you. I, I ask you into my life to forgive me, to cleanse me, forgive me of my sin that I might... Truly have fellowship with you. If that's you, you can do that. You simply pray. Simply be honestly and truly say, Jesus, I, I need you. I need you now. I need you to forgive me, to wash me. Cleanse me. And I open my life and my heart to you today. Jesus, we give you the honor. We give you the glory. We worship you today. Father, we thank you for all you are and all you have done, and we worship you today. We humble ourselves before you, the great and awesome God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing together.